You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Hello and welcome everybody to The Uncommon Podcast, where I am your host, Philip. Hey, I'm Ryan. Thanks for tuning in. Last time you heard us, last week you heard about Ryan Garvey's uncomfortable experience over the weekend. We didn't get a chance to talk about mine. So today is uh, all of that. What happened? (laughs) Why in the world? And uh, why are we talking about it? One, if you didn't listen to last week's, it was a great one. I thought Ryan did a great job. Basically what happened is he went down out of town to a guy's dad's weekend, pushed himself out of his comfort zone. And in that found out a lot about himself and held himself accountable. Accountable. We also I'm accountable. Uh, accountable <laughs> held himself accountable. Uh, wanted to be held accountable, had some action items there that we all can hold him accountable as well. So uh, this time this week is mine. Yeah. What happened? Why in the world would I do it? And then go from there. So um, where do you want to start, Ryan Garvey? So Ra- Ragnar? Ragnar. What the heck is that? I'm yes. thinking of like Thor Ragnarok or something. Well, I, it might be. I don't really know the, <laughs> the, the origins or history yeah. of it. But uh, so I have a friend down in Texas. His name is Dan. Dan Brown, Dan and Meredith. And uh, last year he called me. He's like, hey, I got this sweet race we can do. And I was like, well, tell me more, Dan. And he said, it's a 24-hour race, relay race, where a team of eight continues to pass the baton off. And there's somebody continuously running for 120 miles doing a trail race hmm. uh, for 24 hours. He's like, you should do it with me. This was <laughs> last year. And I was like, Dan, how about you do it first and see if you like it and I'll do it next year with uh-huh. you, if you enjoyed it. Well, immediately right after, he's like, dude, this is your jam. Like, you got to do this. What, so, a, what about it did he think Yeah, that's a good question. you as a person? Uh, he knows that I like to get myself out of a comfort zone and then get other people around yep. and just kind of like unified as a team and go through. And, and so all that is what he thought. You should do this. So I said, okay, man. All right. So this year, this past weekend was my first Ragnar. Yep. And uh, so it's a 15 mile. So basically what happens is um, there's different ones. And so hear that. This one was a trail run. There's also road Ragnar races. This one was a trail run. Uh, and then there was a base camp that we all s- stayed there. Uh, and then there was three loops. There was a three-mile loop, a five-mile loop, and a seven-mile loop. And in the course of the 24 hours, you would run all three of those loops. And you would run them, different ones, at different times, depending on which time you'd go. But first one would go, and, and uh, his name is Brandon Fom, actually. So shout out to my man, Brandon. First time I ever met him in a kindred spirit, I will say. All right, what what's so... Oh, man, this guy. This Own, guy Owns every board game, or...? Well, I don't know about that. He might. <laughs> I mean, he's that cool. But 
first off, we had kind of like a, a message board that we would kind of talk about. And like, I don't know these people. Oh, but like leading up to? Leading up to the race. Gotcha. I don't know these people. I'm from Iowa. Yeah. And like everybody else is from Texas, you know. Oh, they're already all down there. Well, they're all buddies and I'm friends. Yeah. Not Philip, But Brandon, you can tell, like just made it a point to be like, hey, I'm going to. He's just he just thinks like us. It's inappropriate okay. and kind of fun and like <laughs> just lighthearted and fun. So immediately I knew right away Brandon and I were going to be front friends. But yeah. he was the first one who kicked off our team. He ran in the three mile loop, and then uh, Dan Brown actually ran the five mile loop. And this started at ten in the morning, ten thirty in the morning. I think it was our start time. Um, and then after that, um, can't remember who went, but let's just say Misty went. She ran the seven mile loop. And then comes back around, and then Jamie, part of the team, she ran the three-mile loop. And then Meredith ran the five-mile loop. Okay. And then Jen ran the seven-mile loop. And then it was my turn to run the... So, so what, what are you doing when you're not running? You're at the camp. You're at the base camp. Out. Yep. Okay. And the way this is set up is like where the first thing um, I would say that I got really uncomfortable is because it was just a big dust bowl. A big dust bowl. Okay. <laughs> and it... And that like camping in and of itself is is hard. You guys were intense. We're intense. All right. Yep, we're intense, but complete dust bowl and like hundreds of tents with these little base camps. Yeah, felt like the bottom of Mount Everest or something. Yeah, like, yeah. so you're kind of getting the a visual. Little hotter. A little hotter. Yeah, <laughs> a little different. Uh, but so anyway, so this kind of flashing back. Dan asked me, "Hey, do you have anybody in Texas? Because we would need somebody in our team." And I reached out to my buddy Marco. Mm-hmm. Marco Fratarelli, the coolest guy you've ever met. Uh, Italian, as you can tell. Uh, but this is not really his jam. Like he is kind of like, he walks three miles a day. So it's not that he's not athletic, yeah. but doing something like this was really out of his comfort zone. So when I called him, I was like, hey man, this isn't probably your thing, but I'm doing this 24 hour race. Kind of explain it like I've already done that. And he's like, yeah, why not? I'm in. Like, were, you, were you surprised? Way surprised. <laughs> Super excited, but way surprised. Uh, And so he was part of the team. He was part of the eight. He didn't know anybody. He knew me. Uh, I didn't know anybody. I knew Marco and then Brandon, my new best friend, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, so we go down and started this thing. But immediately Marco's like, man, I've never seen you so uncomfortable. Like Mm. this is actually kind of enjoyable for me. (laughs) Like, because I was just out of my comfort zone. What was like the one factor of it that made you most uncomfortable? The unknown the unknown okay. and that I wasn't leading the situation. Ooh, okay. That's honest. That's, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. The control that I didn't know what was happening, nor was I even being able to step into control. Like I was just, yeah, you're waiting for instructions. I'm waiting yeah. for instructions. Yeah. Don't love that. <laughs> candidly. Yeah. And then dusty and then camping. Like yeah. there's no part of this that I'm like, this is my wheelhouse, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then also running, probably not my favorite thing All to right. do. So we're four for four. Yeah. So, but here I am, yeah. you know? Uh, so, so that was kind of how it was laid out. Um, my, my loops were five miles first, uh, and then three miles and then seven miles. Okay. Um, and then because it's a 24 hour race, you will be running in the middle of the night. Yeah. Talk about that. Kind of, I had a three mile at two in the morning. Um, I hadn't slept a wink nor Mm. did I sleep. I think I slept 10 minutes. I think it won't Out of like how many hours would you say this experience was? 24. So it's a whole day. Okay. It's a whole day. Um, again, I think we started at 1030. We ended up, I think getting done around that time, 11 o'clock, whatever. But yeah. And so the five mile, I thought like, okay, I know what kind of my pace is. If I'm going to go running, okay. Add two minutes on there for kind of a trail run and it's uphill. It's pretty hilly. Okay. Um, so I thought maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe 11 minute pace. Okay. 
And my first five miles, I had to wait all day because I was the number eight of our group. And there's, you know, yeah, eight, Marco went, Brandon went, Dan went, Misty. All and they're people. holding a baton? No, nope, there's there's just like a, a waistband that has a little tracker on it. Gotcha. Okay. And so there was a transition tent, which is about a quarter of a mile away from our base tent. So when I think Brandon was going to go, we all marched down there to send him off. And mm-hmm. he runs his three miles, which is quick, you know, yeah. cause he's a gazelle okay. uh, and he gets done probably, let's say 27 minutes later. And we all come down and cheer on the next person to run the five mile. And Dan shoots off to run his five miles. And that's a little longer that you're waiting, uh-huh. right? Cause it's five miles. And then the next person goes, Misty gets her seven miles in. So that's kind of how the gist is. But, uh, you know, you want to be a team, you want to go out and, and our, our camp is, a quarter of a mile away okay. and kind of on this just like rocky terrain, yeah. kind of at an angle. Not fun to traverse. N- not, not bad, yeah. but you know, not, but you know, not great either, especially when you have to run 15 miles yeah. and like try not to turn miles. an angle before you. Right. <laughs> You're getting it. So, uh, just out of my comfort zone and it probably took me, it took me a while because I didn't run. So I was just cheering people on like, Hey, great. You know, like yep. then I take off and everyone kind of cheered me on, which I appreciated. And, was that 2 a.m. when you started? No, this was, I probably ran at 4.30 in the afternoon. We oh. started at 10.30 and then my turn, my first leg started at probably 4. Okay. I'm probably estimating there. but uh, So I go out and uh, I see this, and you're kind of by yourself on these trails and it's uphill. Uh-huh. So I was like, I know it's probably a 13-minute pace and I have this Garmin which tracks when you're going to have to go to the bathroom. Like it tracks everything. <laughs> uh, so it's telling me kind of my pace and going up and I see this woman in front of me and you can just tell she's a strong runner. Uh-huh. And historically, when I've run a race, I've run a marathon, which that sounds great. That's you only did a marathon. I only did one. Yeah. Oh, nice. And it, I barfed at the end of it, so didn't finish strong, but I did it. Uh, <laughs> but what I would do in the race, in whatever race I am, I always pick off one person in front of me. Yeah. And I tell myself my goal is to try to get them to run as far as I can and just have the same pace as me. Yeah. If they ever stop for any reason, I'll pass them and I'll go try to find a new somebody to pace me. But so this, she was kind of my pacer. Like, hey, I'm gonna stay with her yeah. and go. And so she would walk and then, cause we're going uphill and then I would kind of walk and then she would jog and okay, I guess I should jog. Like, Hurry up lady. Yeah, no. And I was like, <laughs> probably, I don't know, good 12 seconds behind her, you know? So I wasn't like on her right. at any stretch, but we start going downhill and we both are like going hard. We're going fast. Uh, and what happened, this is, this is where it all started going wrong <laughs> is I thought I could make up time going down, which you can for the record. Also, I'm not in great shape right now to go down trail running hills. And so like I'm flopping around, you know, like, and I'm getting down fast for the record. Gravity. (laughs) Gravity, right. (laughs) And and her and I were lockstep. Like we were passing people as well. Uh, And then maybe a quarter mile, half a mile away from the finish, she was like, I'm done. Like I I got a side ache. I just got to pull back. So I was like, are you sure? Like at this point, like now we're friends. Like like, who am I going to chase? Usually (laughs) I'm like, fine, I'm going to pass you. But in a trail run, like you don't want anybody to be out there. Right. Right. So I was like, hey, like, come on. Like we're good. Like I'll pace for a while, but then you beat me and then you win. No, she's like, I just got to walk. Like just go ahead. So I zipped off my last half mile. As I was walking back to the camp, base camp, I passed on my baton or my little tracker, yeah. tracker and walking. I was like, man, my knees hurt because I mean, just grinding and pounding going oh, downhill yeah. was just this, oh man. So I was like, I might've screwed up here. Like mm. I think my you still strategy, had some more to run. Oh, I still had 10 miles to run. Yeah. <laughs> and 
so I was like, man, this is starting to hurt. And as I was walking back to the camp, like I could tell like that just doesn't feel great. Um, anyway, so after talking to a lot of people, they were like, yeah, the worst thing you can do is go as fast as you can down. Like, oh, okay. It's good to know <laughs> you now. Sit on your bottom and scoot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so walk back to camp. Next time I run is at three in the morning or two in the morning. Okay. You know, like everybody has to run still. Um, and I'm just like looking at my knee, like what's happening here? Was like, it, swollen it wasn't up? swollen, okay. but just like kind of, you know, like you kind of bend it and, like, yeah. Ugh. and I know that I have to go to another three miles, another seven miles. So I go back down for my three. And by this time, some of the people in the camp can sleep. I don't know how they do it, yeah. but that's their Exhaustion superpower. Right. Kicking in. I will say one thing that we really had help with. One of uh, our teammates, her name's Jamie, brought her boyfriend, Craig, and all he did was cook for us. So he's like, oh, hey, you want a hamburger? Amazing. I'll cook for you. Like, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, something to note. I've pretty much mentioned everybody, but I will mention Marco first okay he had the best attitude of i think everybody and yet i was really convicted of like hey i'm the one who got marco into this bad right. boy and i'm like a fish out of water here what was he doing oh he was just like whatever i'll tape up my knee or tape up my foot three weeks before our race time he texted me and he's like dude my foot's messed up i've never run five miles into train i tried and kind of like probably stress fractured his foot. Mm, but he was like, come hell or high water, I'm getting this thing done. Right. Even have to walk everything. So like just the attitude he had was yeah. like convicting to me like, okay, Some Marco's great. over here dominating life and I'm over here like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So super convicting. He did awesome. By the time I go my second one, Marco's finished his second round and I still have two rounds to go. Go out, middle of the night, three miles and felt decent. It was a pretty good elevation up and then on the way down, but I could just tell my knee was getting worse and worse every step of the way. Mm -hmm. All right. Making this way longer than it needs to be. No, you're good. Here's the point. The seven mile comes around, I can't remember, 9.30, 9.45 on Saturday. And now I'm the one, all the cheer, all the, all the team is cheering me on because it's the only thing we have left is seven miles. <laughs> Please hurry, Philip. Right, right. <laughs> we want to go home. <laughs> and by this time, I was about 11 minute pace like I wanted to. But I could tell like as I was walking to the, to the transition area, like we got a problem. Okay. <laughs> like, and they kind of videotaped me running off my last leg and I could just tell like something's off. Yeah. Sure enough, three miles, three and a half miles away my knee like locks up like oh, no. no more no more philip like you've beat me enough like yeah. you shutting didn't it down yeah you didn't <laughs> heed the warning signs <laughs> and now i'm shutting you down yeah and like i've never had an experience like this where you can't mind over body yeah which was really like not frightening but like oh man like we have a responsibility to yeah. keep our bodies in like, i can't will myself to this even though i exactly want to. Yeah. exactly and wow. i just remember like and think about it. It's a seven mile loop. It's a little bit over seven miles, but I'm three and a half miles away. Yeah. It's a while. I'm not like, it's not something I can just cut the corners and get yeah. back. No, you we're an Uber. <laughs> right. And it was overcast when I started, but by golly, you know, the sun came yeah. out and there was not a cloud in the sky yeah. and I'm out there like fighting for my life. Yeah. Not really, but just you know, baking. like just baking. Yeah. And then I'm like, I got to walk. <laughs> like it's super convicting of like, I can't do anything except for walking, yep. which is a realization in and of itself. I get to the halfway mark and then it's all downhill from there. But remember my knee is like, yeah, this, is where, it all this is where it all started, you <laughs> idiot. You know, so having this mental battle with my body and um, finally, long story short, it was like a 14 
if not a 15 minute pace back, like overall on average. Okay. So I was doing pretty good pacing. And then all of a sudden it was just like, shut it down, buddy. Yeah. And it, it, it was, anyway, we get back and poor Dan had to come get me. Cause like not get me, but he, he came up to like, Hey, you're taking longer than you <laughs> probably should. So he kind of came up. It's like, Hey, here's your shirt that we're all having. So we can all meet up and kind of want run in together. But you okay, man? Yeah. <laughs> not, not okay, man. Yeah. But what do you do? So I get back and uh, we celebrate. We got the deal. We got it done. But I'm going back next year because wow. there's no way I'm letting that seven yeah. attack me. You the need redemption. Huh? I need redemption. All right. So that was my uncomfortable moment. Nice. Um, I think it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Sounds pretty grueling and kind of like I was one question I had were what expectations did you have for the overall experience going into it and how did that align or what surprised you most? Yeah. Uh, I didn't have too many ex- expectations. Okay. I didn't think I was going to sleep and that was what happened. Okay. But just the emotional toll on your body, yeah. I did not expect. Yeah. And I've been the guy who's kind of like, well, hey, I can run that long. That's no problem. Mm-hmm. And normally been able to do it. And this was the first time I think in my life of like, no, no, you can't, yeah. you know? That was humbling. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And when you recount that experience, it doesn't sound like a ton of like positives or like silver lining, but what would you say was the most enjoyable aspect yeah. of it, looking back now? Yeah. The camaraderie that you were having with okay. the team for sure. And then the, the, the individual pushing of yourself to go do something for the collaborative effort yeah. was really cool. Yeah. And something that I, I didn't really understand because I just hadn't run for so long. Like, so for the most of the day, I was just like, I don't get it. Like, it, well, I think three times I probably have to confess and ask for forgiveness. But like, I was like, okay, when does it start getting fun? Like, yeah. like, and I said that like three times, like, okay, so when does it start getting fun? Like <laughs> all I'm doing is sitting at this base camp, like getting blown around with dust right. with people I, you know, are great, but I don't really know you very well. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> after running and like, oh, well that was actually, enjoyable because i had a great run the first five miles yeah it started out good enough (laughs) really good yeah uh and then afterwards like wow this is i just felt like a part of something bigger than me and sure so i got the whole ragnar deal and yeah right because when you run because yeah you've done a marathon i've done three half marathons and what i always say is like i've never finished a half marathon and thought yeah i would love to do that all over (laughs) right now this is a great idea Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah but when you run a marathon even though you're around a lot of people, cause it doesn't necessarily sound like you were around a lot of people. Not it's many. like, you're kind of solo. Right. Um, but when you run a marathon, you're around a lot of people, but you're running for yourself mm-hmm. and trying to, whatever your goal is, I just want to finish or PR, like, yeah. I want this time. Um, but for your, your thing with Ragnar, like you said, you were, even though you were kind of running solo, you were part of a bigger team, bigger team. Yeah. And and that for you was like motivating or absolutely. And going up to it, like getting the number eight seed or like running the last, like I was like, okay, that fits my personality the best. Make sure everybody's going first, make sure everybody's good. Yeah. And then I'm going, well, being that I've never done it, I, I still wouldn't have changed. But seeing people being done and then like Marco came in and like he had to tape up his foot every time. Like mm. he was he was hurting probably more than I was. And mm. you never would have known because his attitude was so amazing. Probably the whole team was hurting more than me. And you would never have known because they're <laughs> stronger than I am. But uh, just watching them come in and 
And then seeing that they were done, like I remember taking a picture of Marco and thinking like, dang it, I got to go run a seven mile, yeah. seven miles left. Like I'm not even halfway done to this battle and my knee is rejecting me uh-huh. <laughs> as I'm sitting here trying to sleep. Um, so I think that would be something that it's interesting to be a part of. Yeah. But being number eight, I think it was really fun for me to then obviously bring in the team, but Man, I wish I would have done it in a different circumstance mm. for sure. Hey, that's what next year will be all about. That's right. What was so you had like a good amount of time at base camp, even though it wasn't like a super fun environment necessarily. <laughs> um, what was one of the cooler connections that you were able to make with somebody? Yeah, I mean, all the team at one point, you know, you're talking to them, but just going about like Jen was the person that I took the baton from or this like little tracker. And like we didn't really talk too, too much, but like it was always good, like, hey, great run good job and then it would be transitioning there i go you know yep. uh meredith and i i went down because she was in the middle of the night and really there wasn't a lot of people to go down at that point because everybody was exhausted so i was yeah. like yeah i'll go i'm not sleeping That's you cool. know uh so that was fun and we've had an experience or we've had a relationship in the past because it's dan's wife okay um and so we've been in bible study together so just talking to her and then my man marco it's just it was fun to see him in an uncomfortable environment thriving yeah and I think that happens a lot for in Marco. Spite of the pain. Maybe not, but maybe it helped him too to see me uncomfortable because he usually probably doesn't see that. Mm. So that would help. But man, my man Brandon, Brandon and me, and you know, and to watch people under Dan's leadership because he was kind of the one who's like started, hey, let's start this, was really fun. Yeah. But man, I really appreciated Brandon and just how he, he even made us a shirt, Brandon and I. It was okay. the day that I met Philip and it had the day, it had. And then that's what he roar. And then I had one that says the day I met Brandon <laughs> wow. and I had the date. So you guys are like besties. Uh, besties. <laughs> um, this is really cool how they just kind of adopted me. And then now going back the next year, I'm excited to, like you said, in your experience, further those relationships. Yeah. What's yeah. your mentality like going into next year? Yeah, definitely slow down going down. Yep. Yeah. Have control going down. Yeah. And, and know that like nobody and Brandon sent this text to the whole teams like, Hey, I know this might be the first off-road race for some people like no pressure you can go 20 minutes every minute or 20 mile minute it doesn't matter like just get it done run your own pace yeah and i heard that but like still wanted but i'm gonna get 11 minute pace yeah Yeah. um and 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 happening now just like being so cautious of going down because your body's important Mm -hmm. and it still needs to perform over the long period and i mentioned my garmin but there was one point where i was going to go do another trail run after my five miles and it was like we strongly suggest that you rest you were just going to do i was going to do the three mile in the middle of the night um or maybe i was going to do the seven but i looked down to do my trail run to my little phone or my watch and it was like we strongly suggest (laughs) that you like yeah not do this yep and i was like dismiss you know and go (laughs) on so i i'm excited to go back and then kind of protect myself yeah in order to be able to finish strong, right? Sure. And that not that such a great analogy of our life? Like we should be protecting ourselves and doing the right things to be able to finish strong. And, yeah, know what our limits are. Yeah. What would you say is one thing you learned about yourself from that experience? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just like you said, getting yourself in an uncomfortable state allows you to grow in such a way that you might not be able to do when you always have control and there's, yeah. I like to have control in many areas of my life, but, and then also being vulnerable enough to tell Marco, like I'm not in my element here. Like, yeah. Not really sure what's happening. 
Uh, and then having him like have a buddy laugh at you a little bit too. Like yeah. I'm kind of enjoying this. Like that was really helpful for me. And then also like to see his attitude and observe other people thriving. Mm-hmm. And they had the same set of circumstances leading up to it that I did. And yet he was thriving in it. And I was like, all right, Philip, like man up, buddy. Yeah. it's It can be pretty revealing uh, when you just get in an unfavorable or challenging circumstance like that. And it just reveals like character and how you respond to adversity. Yeah, right. And, do you stay positive or is it like, whoa, is me <laughs> never again. Yes. And the fact that you like are determined to do it again and, uh, you know, have more success or even go into it with a new uh, mind frame is, is cool to hear. The only other question I would say I have is how do you think you'll take what you learned from Ragnar mm. into right. kind of just the uncommon and what yeah. we're aspiring to do? Right. I think I have more empathy than I would otherwise. Because I'm always the guy, I shouldn't say always, most of the time I'm the guy who's creating an environment to get you uncomfortable to then drive into a bigger thing. Yeah, you're like the puppeteer kind of. Yeah, <laughs> if that sounds horrible. But <laughs> no, no. Okay, yes. But uh, And then now having more grace and like, yeah, just sympathy for those people of like, yeah, it's hard to get yourself out of the comfort zone. Um. And it was great that the team just let me be where I was at. Like they weren't like, no, this is going to be great. Cause I don't know if it would have, if I would have responded well, okay. candidly, like I get that it's great for you. Like yeah. I'm over here having a moment here. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. poor Marco had to be like, wow, this is, this is actually great. You know, <laughs> and the porta potties everywhere. It's just like, that's not my jam, you know, <laughs> but it's not really anybody's jam either. And everybody's having fun. So to be able to take myself out. And I think, Lastly, after having more sympathy with people who are, who are pulling themselves out of their comfort zone, um, seeing the kind of growth that can happen in it, mm-hmm. and then also having people around you to like love on you, even when you're kind of like squirming, yeah, is something I want to continue to kind of lead in and the uncommon, and yeah, push forward. Yep, yeah, those challenging experiences, like you can be at your worst, or the person next to you can be at your worst, and like, yeah, how do you empathize with them and encourage them but also give them space to just embrace the suck and yes. like this sucks right now right and i'm not gonna you know put on you the expectations i have for myself of like no you just need to like have a positive mindset but right just encourage them to persevere yeah and the relationships that you forge by doing that stuff like it's not something you just every day like hey i want to go run 15 miles on a trail run uphill and downhill and right. through the mountains uh, but when you do, you're like, oh, man, these are kind of my people. Yeah. You know? So we're even talking about next year and like what are we going to do now to keep us kind of more in shape than we were last sure. time. And so because we have this like forum that we can talk through, it's called Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do 830 burpees in November. That was kind of like our thing of we're going to do as a team of like All let's right. keep ourselves. And I think every month we'll probably pick out something else. So made a Google Doc. (laughs) So over the next year, you guys are as a team going to do like these monthly challenges? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's kind of what we're starting now. Like don't hold me accountable to that. But that's what we started the first month. Yeah. First (laughs) month we're going to try it. How many burpees per week is that? Uh, It's 30 per day. 30 per day. Um, I mean, because it's only from November 1st to November 30th. But 
Yeah, so that's a challenge. If everybody wants to do it with me, like, let's go. Reach uh, out. Yes, let you us might know. have to videotape yourself doing it just to have the evidence. 30 a day. <laughs> it's actually like 27. But you can just Facebook Live post it Please every do. day. Please do. <laughs> no, you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> if we could speed that up, it'd be like, example. why is he only doing like three right. sessions? Oh, it was a glitch. I don't know. <laughs> I did them all. <laughs> that's right. So thanks for listening to yeah. my uncomfortableness. I hope it's empowering for some people and they know that like, I'm going to have more grace when people go through the uncommon. Sometimes it's like, this is daunting or this. It won't be as hard as Ragnar. No, it really won't be. (laughs) It won't be. But sometimes I wonder if it should be. Yeah. Psychologically. (laughs) Right. Right. That's right. So that's it. Sweet. Well, yeah. Thank you for listening again. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Philip. Go out and uh, embrace the suck and do something out of your comfort zone. (laughs) 